When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Welcome to this podcast number 789. Katie, let's go to the Nerdist Community Corkboard. I know there's one that uh, I was also going to share, but you uh, you asked if you could share it, so we are both sharing it together. Yes. And it's for our friend Dan Telfer. Yes, he was recently diagnosed with cancer. DT. And so, if you know, he has a family, he's got a wife, he's got a couple kids. And he lives in Pasadena. It's tough. It's tough. So he, uh, someone set up a YouCaring site for him. Yeah, his brother set up the Yeah, so if you site. go to YouCaring.com and search Dan Telfer, that's T-E-L-F-E-R. We created a, sh- oh, we created a URL oh, for God. it. Oh, I didn't find We one. created okay, a URL it? for it because I know that the yeah. those crowdfunding sites can have really long. Yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, DanRulesCancerDrools.com. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, so Dan, uh, the <laughs> prognosis is good. Uh, Dan's a great guy. He works on At Midnight. He will continue to work on At Midnight. You know, uh, and he's so funny. Follow him on Twitter. He does. He, he's, he, he's one of the people that runs our uh, social media, and uh, and he was also on the last stand-up cluster. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Dan. I know his target funding was fifteen thousand, and they they did raise past that. But you know, he's obviously he doesn't know exactly what this process is exactly going to be. So anything beyond that is also very helpful. So please. Go support Dan. He's a good guy, and he's got a sweet family, and and you should help him out. Yep. Anything yeah, else? If we raise, if we go over, right? Let's say we go over this fifteen thousand. Great. And then, right? Let's say he gets his treatment, everything works out. Hopefully, he can use the extra to move out of Pasadena. <laughs> <laughs> it is far away. Go, but Dan, if you're go. but if you're raising a family, Pasadena is a nice town. Sure is. Well, Burbank's kinda, also. It's kind of funny you mentioned Pasadena because the other uh, thing on the corkboard has to do with Pasadena. It's the Artemis <laughs> Film Festival. In Artemis, pa- yeah, Artemis Film Festival in Pasadena, uh, April twenty second through the twenty fourth. Are they just the- screening the Wild Wild West? <laughs> no, that's Artemis is a character. Wiki Wiki Wah. Yep. No, but it's at the Lemley uh, Playhouse 7 Theater. It sounds like it's going to be really cool, and you can find more info at ArtemisFilmFestival.com. By the way, did you ever watch the original Wild Wild West, the yes, TV it's version? Great. I bet I knew you would yeah. love that show. It's a great show. It's it's it's, a, it's like James Bond, Old West James Bond. Ja- Old West James Bond. Yeah, it's great. And had an amazing opening title sequence. Yeah. Yeah, now I feel like I want to go back and watch Wild Wild West oh, again. Great. If uh, we could just maybe get the rights to that and make an actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> they tried. They sure did. They really tried. Their hearts were in the right place. Go back and remake that, Hollywood. Angela Bassett, who was rad 
she was she'd been doing junkets all day and she still came in so energetic and so wonderful and uh, she's promoting London has fallen it's in theaters Friday March 4th and if we can get this hashtag trending Bassett what was it Bassett on was it Bassett Trek 2016 yeah, oh Bassett Trek 2016 yeah, yeah. Bassett to get to make her a uh, captain. a captain we want it, we want, I want her on this on the new Star Wars and the new on the new Star Trek series. I was I was a new Star Trek series also hired uh, uh, Nicholas Meyer as a writer. When are you going to hire Matt Myra on the new Star Trek series? But I mean, come on, Nicholas Myers. He did. Everyone remembers Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. He wrote and directed. He also wrote and directed Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. Two of the greatest entries into the Star Trek universe. (laughs) He's not going to stop. Nicholas Myers did, and uh, I'm very excited. So I feel like if Matt Myra could also be there, uh, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. We'd have Myers and Myers. Now entering Nerdist.com. Yeah, you, imagine, probably, you, you probably already dog. know. Yeah. <laughs> that's Katie's dog's the unofficial mascot. Mm-hmm. She lies there, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. We should get some pet paint and put the Nerdist oh, logo on her. Oh, I saw eyes. that on uh, Shark Tank. Soul eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what did you see on Shark Tank? A uh, pet paint. Someone was in there pitching uh, biodegradable paint for your pet, so you could <laughs> paint them up for like holidays. Is that recent? It's. I would say it's probably a season fiver. Watch Shark Tank. I missed that. I feel like Damon. <laughs> I I would you paint your pet? Did, did it was either like... it was either it was either Damon that invested or it was um... more than a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> God, God, who invested in that? It was. It became paint. a thing. Yes, yes, it did. Got a deal, huh? Yeah, they got a deal. Oh, I thought someone painted you. And it's on. Uh, it's on the shelves at Petco. And then you got to wash the dog, too, oh, right? God, I can't yeah, even I think. I can't. Oh, okay. I did little red, white, and blue stars on my dog. For okay. <laughs> Barbara. I think it was Barbara. So it's sort of like this Barbara whole thing corporate. of like colorful hair, like blue hair. Yeah, I guess it just gives you the opportunity to decorate your dog. And they can't do anything about it because uh, <laughs> they're your dog. Hey, right. <laughs> and, and they don't have style. Yeah, exactly. Right? You can do whatever you, you can do whatever, mm-hmm. you can do whatever sort of non-invasive. <laughs> Katie, will you please... Get pet paint and put yeah. paint the nurse logo on the back of you Scout one of these days. Okay, good. You, you totally got time. Do you got time. You and like, then you whoever, like depending on artistic who's abilities, the but <laughs> <laughs> do you have time to watch television ever? Oh, you know, after a long day, I got to go home and decompress. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Veg out on the couch and <laughs> right. Shark Tank's perfect for that. Yeah, with DVR you can not miss anything. Damn it! <laughs> do you need to? Do you do you have to watch? Because I find working in comedy, I don't watch a lot of comedy when I go home. When you're working on dramatic stuff, can you not go home and watch like intense drama stuff, or do you need to watch? Some some reality stupid <laughs> non-committal dumb stuff, dumb, right? Where you don't need your brain. That if my husband walks through, I'm like I'm trying to like get out of it real quick. <laughs> no, this documentary on the Civil War is very interesting. <laughs> she gets it. She knows. That's why I sit and just watch Chopped. Like it's like yeah, sure, I'll watch. You're not a dramatic actor bunch though. Of dummies. Incredible that's amount fair. of focus all day. Yeah, that's you know fair. I try. Yeah, you got to be. It in takes the mood, focus to yeah. write dick jokes, Chris. I guess that's true. Yeah, I know. 
Have you been doing press all day? I have. You look amazing do i okay i mean you look blurry <laughs> absolutely amazing thank you I got it, a jello it, brain but it is yeah. you do get jello brain by the end of the day <laughs> where do you where, what part of your brain do you have to start accessing when it starts to turn because this is going to be this is going to be a very easy laid back conversation oh, i appreciate that we're not so uh, <laughs> we're not trying to we're not trying to railroad you with any uh, hard hitting questions we're not trying to Make you feel. I, I want you to leave here feeling better than when you got here. All right. Is that possible? I I looking around. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no. You know. You got. Yeah. You got, you got a couple bearded guys in hoodies, <laughs> and then a jean jacket lady, and I'm in a sweatshirt and a dog. And a like dog this is... who's like they want to paint me. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking east. <laughs> uh, the orange collar is not enough for them. Down it, down it, down it, James. Come to a clubhouse today. Okay. There's no, there's no junket stuff. It's all over. You done after this? Is this it? You get to I got more tomorrow, and oh, yeah. even more next week. Yeah. I always wondered. It's like, yeah. Have you done the junket, the... junket, or is that today? No, not yet. That, oh, it gosh. just today was the first day. Buckle up. So it started. It starts today. Did just you... me until May first or oh, something oh, like oh my that? God. <laughs> like oh, I got God. stuff to do. I got kids. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do is you should just have your kids do all the ju- interview you for all the junkets. Mm-hmm. Because then from your house, yeah, exactly. Then you'd never have to leave your house. You'd be spending time with your kids. You'd have complete control over whatever the interviews are, and then (laughs) you would never have to go anywhere. I would like that. that. I would like that. Mom, why did London fall? I was like, wake up! (laughs) (laughs) Being the kid. (laughs) I I always kind of wonder if when you did you go to Yale Mm -hmm. drama Mm -hmm. and undergrad? Oh wow! I did not have enough. Yeah. <laughs> so did you? Was it you did Yale drama undergrad and then you did the master's program? No. What did you say? say you that did Yale again? drama undergrad and you did oh, the oh, master's oh, yeah. program. Yale undergrad as drama. Was, the program was only two years in existence, so it was like you know take all five of those drama classes and add it to an English major <laughs> or a history major or uh, something. You know. Oh, they, they were just, just coming. So you were a guinea it. pig yeah. to figure out how this program yeah, will work. Yeah, by the skin of my <laughs> chin, chin, did I come out with a degree of any sort? You know? I just kind of wonder, like, why they don't. Tra- I mean, if they're training people to be actors, they must assume well, these people are going to work. Why don't they? Why are there not classes in like? Here's how you do a junket. Here's how you survive. <laughs> here's how you survive a panel talk show. Here's how you survive an interview with a hostile reporter. Oh, that is too far into the future. That would really be projecting. We've brought in Byron Allen today to ask survive. you questions against the backdrop. <laughs> Byron. Listen, it was a conservatory training. It was staged. You didn't even stage training, you know. So you didn't get training on. I remember I left New Haven and went to New York, and it was about television and commercials and, you know. So you didn't have training in that. Yeah. So I was, like, happy to get a soap opera search for tomorrow. And you did I search go, for tomorrow? Yeah, oh guiding light, search oh. for tomorrow. And it was like, okay, they're paying me, but I'm going to school to learn how to act in front of a camera. And I remember my teacher said, don't wave the rubber chicken. Stop <laughs> indicating. <laughs> you know, theater, you got to hit the back of the wall. So everything's big, uh-huh. and you have to enunciate and project. And it's too much for the small screen. Yeah. It's too much. Especially on a soap opera, though, which... I imagine you're getting pages the day you're shooting, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. they're just like, here, stand over there. Be upset. 
Right, right. I mean, that's that had to be a complete. That had to be an equal amount of education in terms. It was. Of, it was. I come home. I sit in front of the television and with my little pen and paper, <laughs> just like you. What are you writing over there? And I would, you know, like take notes. Oh, that was too much. Oh, that was a little much. Oh, I was over the top. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. I, yeah. So it took time. You can always bring it back. I think. Yeah. You know, from stage, your stage actor, you can always pull it back. It's when you have to, like, could you give a little bit more enthusiasm? Could you pump it up? So, can you watch yourself? Like, when you shoot a movie or shoot a television show, can you watch it? I, absolutely. <laughs> I can. Good. Although I've met actors, you know, one of my co-stars in London has fallen. He said he doesn't watch himself. I was like, and I got to do an interview with these press with you, and you haven't seen it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some people feel that if they watch it, they become too aware of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like... How can you know what you're doing right. unless you right. unless you see it as an audience I, member? I, yeah, I don't get it either. But I, I think I have a good third eye. I just, that's why I call it, you know. Yeah. Which is why I went into directing last year. You know, always having that, yeah. the eye toward, you know, how are you holding the space? How are you commanding the space, the scenes? Was that something you always wanted to do, directing? I think... You know, you go through periods of wanting it more, and then it's like, oh, it's too hard. <laughs> too hard to get this happening. <laughs> you, know? you know, you just go back to your comfort zone. So it just sort of fell into my laps, and I enjoyed it. And I really liked the editing process. I thought that would bore me to. Tears. I've never heard anyone say that. Really? Yeah, I mean, because it's so. It's, oh, I bet no. I but you've it. been acting for so long yeah. that it's. Ver- I assume it would be very interesting for you to see that. Part yeah. of the process. Yeah, very... Um, Were you ever like, oh, no, almost... she's not going to like that take. Don't use that take. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> or you could you could almost, like, you have the movie as you're acting it, then as you're directing it, and then you can, you can massage it in the editing room sometimes and just move things around and create a whole nother thing. I guess Hopefully, that's true. Hopefully, if yeah. you have the good bones <laughs> to work with. It always feels so stressful to me because I think there... You know, there's an infinite number of possibilities for the way that this could turn out. How do you know what the right path is? I know. That's the stressful part, especially since I'm a person who likes options, you know, (laughs) as opposed to just make a decision and go with it. Yeah. I mean, that's how I like to perform. You know, well, let's try with this note. Let's try this note. Let's try this tone. Mm. Let's not all play the same instrument and the same note, you know, which I think is what a scene is about. But it's easy to get caught up in yeah. that, you know, directing the, uh, the actor. He may pick if someone's got a strong personality, you pick up their momentum and tone. And it's like, no, 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 no. We can't occupy the mm-hmm. same space, you know. Yeah. What do you do? Do you have an idea of what your directing style is yet? Uh, let's see. Don't be afraid to admit you don't know it all. Appreciate definitely, you know, all the other, you know, craftsmen in the lane that they occupy. Yeah. And just let your actors feel as if they are everything, that they are absolutely divine perfection (laughs) in a room. (laughs) So that they're not afraid to do fall on their face or ass or anything else for you. Yeah. Because so, you know, you're there for them. It's important for you to make them as comfortable as Absolutely. possible. Absolutely. I mean, that's who's inspired me. That's when I felt the best. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Because as an, I think as an actor, you're you're really vulnerable, and it's really about like laying yourself bare. You know, really yeah. being available to the character, to the director, to their condescent, you know, to them. <laughs> I mean, you know, to being judged, to being, oh, no, 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 that's not right. That's not right. That's not enough. You know, yeah. it's, ugh. you know, it can be, you know, frightful, mean, you know. So if you, uh, you know, just coax them along, make them feel just really genuinely comfortable, like they can't make a mistake, they're everything. And people will give you all they got. You played so many characters that are so strong. Mm-hmm. Do you always feel that way? I mean, when you're do you do you find yourself in a situation where you're working with someone and you feel you don't? Like, yeah, well, how am I going to bring that? To, how am I, I going to fake so. that today? Yeah. Oh, you got to just fake it. You just got to bring. <laughs> you know, I remember uh, you know uh, working with uh, Kathy Bates. So that's oh, yeah. what comes to mind when we did Coven and my first scene. You know, going to New Orleans, love New Orleans, going on this. I watched show. that season. I, okay. And I watched. What, it. what was it, the third season? You know, these actors have been together, their little family, and I'm coming down here. Oh, great role, wonderful. And my first scene is with. Kathy, Kathy Bates, you know, <laughs> who I was, you know, just had such, you know, respect for seeing her, you know, on Broadway before misery and all that mm. even took place. I mean, she was just the, the man on Broadway. No, she was a woman That's on great. Broadway. And uh, so, I mean, knees really shaking. But thankfully, it was in the 1800s. I had a big old skirt on. <laughs> <laughs> Petticoats. You really couldn't see it. Yeah. Bring some attitude and, you know. But she couldn't have been nicer. She couldn't have been nicer. But it, you know, it's just respect. I think it's just respect, regard. Same feeling I had working with Meryl Streep. Oh my gosh! You know, you're sitting there, hair and makeup, and you're like, I got this scene with her, and she's like, Oh, I was so nervous to be working with you. And you're like, What? Surely you lie. <laughs> but I, but tell me more lies. <laughs> tell me more lies. You make me feel so good. I mean, it's 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 comforting in a way to hear that you know as as much amazing work as you've done that you still have those you still have those moments mm-hmm. where you still feel like oh i'm i'm a brand new performer and this is fresh and this is new and i'm nervous and you know i think it's nice it's great yeah do you think don't it's take d- it for granted don't like oh i've seen this done this whatever i, I hate that you know <laughs> i just love show up on the set on the room and, and as long as you can keep the you know the wonder and the enthusiasm and the first love business about it mm. oh was that did were you always that way? Or did you have to learn to be that way in, for this business? Oh, I think I think I am that. I think I am that way. You know, there's you know, you grow up, you go to movies, watch television, whatever, and you know, you have your folk you admire and idols and of course it was always are they nice? Are they nice? Yeah. And you're so disappointed when they're not. <laughs> oh, so disappointed. But um, we know I you're talking about Morgan you, Freeman. You know. What? <laughs> He's kidding. <laughs> you He's get been on the podcast. It's okay. Yeah. He's been on the podcast. <laughs> oh, he was so sweet. He, he, he is. I, um, you know, working in London has fallen. He was. I was nervous to, to work with him also because I remember I did this play on Broadway and he was on the board and he came. I was doing the Scottish play, a Scottish play, Macbeth, with, I could say that here. We're not yeah. on, in the theater. We're not in the theater. We're You're not good to in say the it theater. here. I don't have to <laughs> spit and turn around three times. Um, 
And uh, so he came to opening night, and he, I think he was a friend of Alex. And I remember he was eating grapes, you know, <laughs> our grapes <laughs> off the table, standing right next to my dressing room. And, uh, you know, you just come off stage. You just bared your soul. you just like the queen of space. She had, I mean, yeah. just crying, just giving it up. And you just, I mean, you got to say something. Yeah, sure. You know, in the theater, you got to say I saw you up there. You know, you got to say something. You can't say nothing. You know? And, of course, an actor will hear that, and he'll be like, oh, you liked me. And he'll say, yeah, you were up there on the stage. (laughs) He said nothing. What? I was just like, ooh. Ooh, I was so, I was like, he's from the theater. He knows better. He knows better. (laughs) You found oh, out later the like, grapes weren't seedless and he was busy. Right. He was hungry. It was a long show, that, that Scottish play. So I was like, mm. But then, so, you know, years yeah. pass and now I'm working with him and I was like, eating those grapes. And I came in and he couldn't have been nicer. He's sitting to the left of me. He's singing songs all day long. Just a humming, just a going, just a bop, you know, because a lot yeah. of time waiting around on the set. And uh, I don't think he remembers. He don't remember it at all. Uh. <laughs> but he couldn't have been warmer, funnier, you know, lovelier. That's why you got to show up with grapes and ignore Morgan Freeman the whole time. Like, no, these grapes are really good. You do get a second chance to make a first impression. <laughs> do you? Per- what do you prefer? Do you prefer? Do you prefer the the bigness of the theater? Or- I love theater. I love theater. Yeah, I, uh, my husband and I, Courtney B. Vance. Yes, yes, he's crushing it right now. Into people versus oh OJ. Is he not I killing just the game? The first three episodes last yeah, night. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. I love him. Oh, he's Courtney. Like, yeah, he's, he's like my he's favorite of the Law and Orders. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen and you've seen every Law and Order. Uh, well, I've seen. Well, not every Law and Order, regular Law and Order. Once Sam Waterston left, I was like, I can't keep up with regular Law and Order anymore. <laughs> and then once D'Onofrio left, oh, was I he was not like, crazy when that started? Uh, You're like, wait a minute, I can't get with this crazy Law and Order. He was his own Dutch angle, Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> like he would show up and he'd lean. <laughs> Oh, I'm, and I was just like, I'm trying to do that. I'm like, yeah. Oh God, that went to my head. It yeah. was like he was. In, oh God. He and then when he started everything. having that, like when he would like miss weeks of taping, and because he was like exhausted from, he said he was. You know, they said he was exhausted from the acting on that show. I'm like, well, if you're doing that every fucking second, <laughs> of course you're going to be exhausted. Your blood's not flowing correctly. <laughs> You're always half leaning. Do you ever watch Criminal Intent? I did not watch Criminal Intent. Oh, Ooh, get on I the was, bandwagon. I was, I was such but a... after a while, you know, like an itch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. began to satisfy. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I, anyway, sorry. <laughs> I, catch all I know. Yeah, Courtney was in. The I just court, went off court on a, rooms of that. Yeah, in the I just went off on, we a, on a B Vance. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> after, like the first week, he was no longer Carver in the courtroom. Right, right, right. Did not realize. Yeah, he spent he knew too much everything. Time. Yeah. To answer to yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> he just, you know. he so now he didn't he need a prosecutor play at out that point. His, uh, <laughs> his courtroom theatrics. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's so nice. So you guys have been married since like '97. Yeah, forever. That's fantastic. <laughs> is it? It is fantastic. <laughs> it is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because it's it just, cool. you know, I'm I, getting married in August. Oh, 
And uh, no, no. Yes. So just got married. I did. Oh, oh thank you. A few months Congratulations. ago. <laughs> and you know, in a in a in a town in a business that seems a little mercurial, and you know, obviously because people travel, they get mm-hmm. stuck on different jobs. That can be difficult. And like to see someone maintain a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, for almost for twenty years is really. It's in, it's in, it's nice. It's inspiring, and it also makes you feel like, oh, it's possible. People, it's possible. People can do it. Find the right one. Mm-hmm. Find the right one. How did you know? How did you know? You know what I appreciated about him is that he was so supportive and good to everybody, to people. You know, um, <laughs> I guess he gets that from his mom. I mean, she's like the same way. If she comes to visit, I mean, she lives with us now, but. If if he says, oh, I got to get up and change the sprinklers at 4 a.m., I'll be like, good luck with that. Like, I'll get up with you, hon. And she's, you know, but he's that. He's yeah. there, you know, to support you, rah-rah, cheer you. And uh, you don't get he don't get tired. He ain't, he ain't lazy. He always, I mean, he's, uh, he always he's wore great. a Breitling on that show. I remember his watch. I don't know. Like that was my first Christmas gift. Dude. You're shitting me. No, I'm not. I always remember that watch. That's I was what like, that's a wanted. good watch. That's what I, well, it was I, that exact watch. Yeah, well little Ray Brightly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> good eye. Wow. Wow. You are good amazing. eye. Wow. Yeah. My well weird done. nerdiness for watches <laughs> and procedurals has really come. To <laughs> it's here. come together. You see that, Mom? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> wasted time. That's, but that's a good. I mean, what you're saying right now, I think, is is for anyone who's who's met a guy that they like, ask if they have a good relationship with their mom. If they mm-hmm. have a good relationship with their mom, that's just you're just saying that because you have a good relationship with your mom. <laughs> yeah, but so does so Courtney. Has seems like he's got a good relationship he, with his mom. He, he does. See, it's important. Very, very good. That's good. It's good. I'm not saying it's not possible. Well, like, OJ had a great relationship oh, with his mother. Lord. All right, okay. Well, I don't know if you know oh, this, but right. he wrote gracious. three letters. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, so there's some holes. There's some there's holes. There's some holes. <laughs> good relation and narcissism intersect. Oh, my God. So, like everything, it's not all. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, always. it's not a steadfast rule. It doesn't yeah, apply to yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. It's not gravity. No, but but you know what though? Okay, so no, but that's you, not going to. You can say of, most of the time. No, but he was a, in many cases. But he was a, he was a star athlete. I think being a star athlete like screws with people's brains. No, I, I mean, think him being you... a football player and getting CTE screwed <gasps> with his brain. Is is that for sure? That's is that what, for sure. That's sure? what. That's the new. I mean, that's the new theory. Scared the hell out of me that movie. Oh yeah, of course. I was like, I ain't got hit in the brain. What uh-huh. is my problem? <laughs> <laughs> What's my problem? Sometimes? I played. I played three years in high school as a nose guard. I'm like, oh god, what mm. is going on in my head? That could explain a lot. Could explain a lot. <laughs> yeah. You could just go home and go, honey, I figured out what it is. I get hit in the you head a lot. You know what? Tell my therapist next week. Guess what? <laughs> just solved the, the problem for you, buddy. Uh-huh. Get hit in the head. No, where's my money? I'm going to make him pay you. So you were born in New York. Yes, born in New York City. And then you moved Harlem. to St. Petersburg, moved Florida. Moved to Winston-Salem. Winston-Salem. Yeah, because my sister is like 15 months younger than I, so... Moved to Winston, my father's sister on Golden, mm-hmm. and she was like her name, Golden <laughs> oh. person. And uh, after about after four years, I guess you know, mom dad split up. Mom gone, you know. She went to New York. All of her siblings went to New York right after twelfth grade. You know, right yeah. out of high school, oh. and did her thing. Rough, whatever. Had her time. Met my dad. Then she went on back home. Stopped in North Carolina. Picked me up. Kept going. 
<laughs> down, down, down to Florida. Right Guess what? Down. We're still moving. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do in St. Petersburg, Florida? Oh, not too much. I mean, but it, it I mean, it was good. Went to Bogusiega High School, Daytona Beach. You know, girl, I mean, not Daytona, distant. That's what it was, distant. Daytona Beach was the other <laughs> side of a, the state. Trying to get a much better uh, location. Uh, you know, um, let me see. Grew up. Walked across the street, hop the fence, hey, go to first, second, third, sixth grade, you know. <laughs> you know, it was easy. Then, you know, seventh grade, they started busing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get on the bus, and then you're going way across town with all kinds of folk, you know. White flight. <laughs> I look back at my little, you know, yearbook, and it's like, oh, I remember her. But you remember these faces, all these these faces. It was only a seventh grade class, Um uh, when they when they bust me across town, the little school, little middle school or something, the yeah. idea of middle school um, was only seventh grade. So it was small and, you know, it, it, we were kids. So we were lovely. Now, they were having problems in high school. People were bringing dogs and, you know, <laughs> brass knuckles and all kind of frightening things and principals who were sergeants and armies uh. and keeping people straight. And we were like, oh, you know. I don't want to fight. <laughs> Did that, um, but it, it was it was interesting, and uh, so you're and also I was involved in a you know an enrichment summer weekend program uh, called Upward Bound at yeah. the local college there, Eckert College, and and there was a teacher who, well, a director of the program who came through one year and he saw something in me. You know, when you have people who speak into your lives and it makes just. You know, a world of difference because I grew up with, you know, single mom who, like I said, she headed to New York and was like a hospital aide, you know, mm. <laughs> you know, that's what she qualified to to do. She hadn't gone to college, gone to college herself. My aunt Golden had. She was, you know, that one who every summer take some courses, go back to school, go back to work every summer t- until she just on and on and on to the doctorate oh, degree. Wow. So I had these you know, that one who's in there working hard, making, you know, getting a dollar out of 10 cent, you know, and, and this aunt who's sending us, the kids, her straight A's, you know, yeah. as uh, inspiration. So they were just two wow. very inspirational women in my life. Well, so what was it, What happened in the Upper Bound program? Um what I, it was like kids from the neighborhood, friends, you know, we would, well, we would party. We'd get to spend six weeks on a college campus away from <laughs> mom. And it was about, you know, sprinklers went on at like 12, 15. Um, but the parties <laughs> over in your dorm. <laughs> so it was a lot of mystery and intrigue yeah. and stealth and maneuvers, you know, you know, across the campus and, you know, climbing out of windows and that sort of thing. But, you know, good, good. Good fun, not too dangerous, sure. not, not not trying to do anything that would, you know, change your life too radically when you've got dreams. <laughs> what, what, what were your dreams? What were your dreams? When you're dreaming at that mm. point, when you're daydreaming at that point and going, ah, this is what I want from my life, what was it? Oh, my gosh. Other than, like, marrying somebody from one of the brothers from the Jackson 5. Um, it was, <laughs> it was Tito, wasn't it? <laughs> you remind me of Tito. So rugged. I'll take that handsome. as a compliment. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I mean, it is one. But, um, it, I mean, it was my mother's dream. You're going to college. Because she hadn't, and she, you know, she was like, you know, she made season D, so she was always constantly on my sister and I. 
And it was like, you come home, mom, and, oh, uh, oh, let me have my compelling argument. Okay, it's not an A, it's not a B. It's a C, C is average, but I don't have average kids. So it was sort of like, oh. you know, you know how you sort of get a, a spanking, mm-hmm. but you kind of feel good about it. I'm not average. So that changes the way you perceive yourself and think. Don't settle for average or mediocrity. Mm, it's a heavy mantle to bear but (laughs) bear it you must and uh i mean she would sit you down for hours and hours and hours at that little little you know linoleum floor and little you know fake wood (laughs) kitchen table you're like lord why did i not behave this is going to be a five hour talk to (laughs) she's gonna bore you into straightening up Yes, yes. Do you know what pot is? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want no, some? You know I what, mean, no. Do you know what grass is? It was like, <laughs> and not that stuff out there. My cousin Connie gave me grass, and I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground. A hole in the ground is that? that, that you, you know, but uh, she was she was wonderful. But she wanted my sister and I to uh, go to college. She didn't know where. She didn't care where. Except when I got into Mount Holyoke, and she said, you know, Angela, there's two kind of lesbians. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, born and made. (laughs) What what are you talking about? Hey, yeah, some wise words. Uh, Yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah. My mom knew more than I gave her credit for. It's like I guess I'm going to Yale. They gave me the scholarship. I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So you still managed to, I mean, it sounds like you still managed to have some fun in high school, but somehow you were able to focus and get into Yale. Mm-hmm. What was Because the- I just get right up to the edge of fun. Tip oh. over. Yeah. And then pull it back. No. <laughs> yeah. I did. You know, I did a little theater in high. Well, there was only one theater in high school, St. Pete Little Theater. So I was like, ooh, let me go. I mean, I really want to go out for the little play. but And that meant that there were rehearsals every night. But then my friends were over at Eckerd College. Uh. Of course, I only had four lines in the play, but my mom didn't know that. <laughs> you know, my rehearsal was over pretty quickly. Then it was like, hey, swing by, uh. pick me up, go hang out at the college with a little college boyfriend for an hour, have me home by midnight. You know, <laughs> we're only going so far. Yeah. 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 You have a lot of energy when you're it's young to do that. When you're a kid, you can do that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you, can be, you can be up at four o'clock in the morning and start your day again. Mm. What, how, what type of, what type, what parenting skills do you think you took from that? Like what, how did that inform you I, as a I, 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 oh Lord. My mom was a little bit dramatic herself, I think, <laughs> you know, she always wanted to be a singer. So she was dramatic. She's funny. She, I mean, she. Her whole family is just her siblings. There's four of them, two boys, two girls. But And when they're together, they were just hysterical seeing them together. Just funny. Um, but she could be loud. And so I think that's part of what I take. And I have to say, okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. I jump on the soapbox. I explain everything. I wish I could just, because I said so. You know? Yeah. Right. Or... Or um, my kids are in Boy Scout, Girl Scouts, and so they go to different places, like you know, a little uh, nursing home or something sure. like that. And the head, she she'd say, "All right, girls, there're going to be some things you'll see and smells you'll smell. <laughs> Get your face right and go <laughs> through the door." And they would just, I mean, little words, straight to the point. 
fix your face. <laughs> and you don't have to say anything else. Me, I feel like I have to over, I over explain yeah. things. Right. But you catch yourself doing it. Yeah. I, I try to be cool and give you leeway until you just take too, until they take too much advantage. Then I go off. But, but in a controlled way, in a I know what I'm doing way, because I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, I just put the melodrama on it sometimes. <laughs> You're putting the craft into the parent. That's great. <laughs> Why are y'all getting along? I will throw a fork <laughs> down and walk away from the table. Do you fake cry to make your I, kids feel bad? They're real tears, but <laughs> it's, it's manufactured it's emotion. It's yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's performance art. But they don't know that. They don't know that. Yeah. And I know I have the advantage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh-huh. I do. It's not fake cry. <laughs> God, I wonder how many moms do that. I feel like. Oh, no. And then they just get to the end. They just slam the door. And then just they, they're mm. on the other side of the door just looking to see if it had any effect. <laughs> Your family should give you some kind of award. I know. Try- play this piano. Get that lesson done. And you wouldn't do it. I- that's all. Let's just quit. Let's just give up. Let's just walk out the front door, slam it. Mom, mom, come back. All right, all right. <laughs> you have to be very careful. Oh, so, I know it's terrible. Do you know why? Then you're looking for a girl just like you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant. Oh, and then I have to back up and say, don't be manipulated by the games women play. See, I got to, I got to get <laughs> him straight with that. You can flip it. I got to, yeah. I just mean, don't want that. If don't you want that, be smart. You can unload smart. a Because you know we both play games. You can unload I'm glad you're not in a fixed gear for all that backpedaling you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> you can unload a performance on your kid, and they could go, no. I think that was from What's Love Got to Do With It. And you're like, damn it! <laughs> like, you don't know what's still floating around right. in your head that was in, a, that was in a, a movie that you did. Does it just, when you finish a project, does it just leave your brain? Because you're so living in the moment when you're doing it? Does it do you- After a few months, maybe. With that, with What's Love, that took a while. I mean, I was sounding like I was living in, you know, London or <laughs> Switzerland or wherever she was from for a couple of minutes. <laughs> you know, and, and had her laugh. It affected yeah. her laugh and that sort of thing. So it, it stayed on me for a while. It took a while to, you know, go through my system, process through the system. Wow. I mean, a movie like that feels like kind of like a trial by fire. Where it's like you're playing mm-hmm. someone who's still very much alive, mm-hmm. who is aware of what you're doing, mm-hmm. who is one of the greatest performers That's in the right. history. Best Folk legs in the business. Seen her. Yeah. And still. Yeah. And you. Yes. <laughs> right. Still. I remember the directory. I mean, <laughs> I was like, you cannot have the camera on the legs. <laughs> and he went and he got a, a, a dancer from Las Vegas. And, and now the director was from London. And he and he was. European, as in white, mm-hmm. and the dancer he got, she was black, but she was, as we say, high yellow. Uh-huh. So then you have to put on, then they put on two pair of gray stockings. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, girl, make that money. Yeah, just cash that check. That's their ignorance, you know. If they want to put a camera, you can't. A dance performance, you have to see yeah. the feet, the leg in relation to the whole. But yeah. At one point, they wanted to go there, but then they cast someone whose legs are your color. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like, mm. well, that was the least of it. That was the least of it. <laughs> Tina has a high butt. You have a, it was like, oh, oh Lord, wow. you have a baby girl. <laughs> you know, the, you just had to. 
as we say, uh, you know, just win, win, let some of the battles, battles go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was that dis- to win the Was war. that disappointing though? I mean, like you think, you know, you get this role and it's like a f- breakout role, and you, th- I'm sure you must be thinking, well, this everything could change. This could take me down mm-hmm. this path that I want to mm-hmm. go down, and then you're dealing with shit like that. And does it? Was that part not what you expected? Was it disappointing? Well, at that point, I was so, so, I mean, it was like the first big role, breakout. But, you know, you're still, you know, new to L.A., you know, still auditioning. Every experience is wonderful. I mean, you've never been in a position where you're you're number one and you calling all shots and producing whatever mm-hmm. happened. You know, it was none of that. So it was all fresh. It was like, and every day was difficult. It had its difficult because it was like physically draining. And, you know, up at five, you're training for about, you know, four hours. And, you know, you're dancing for 10 and you're eating chicken and string beans. I mean, and not no luxury of sitting at a table to do it, yeah. you know. Um, so it was just at black coffee, you're driving, you know, you get stopped by police because, you're, you know, your emotions are just right on the edge. And then you're like, I, I fell asleep at the wheel going home. Can I please have a driver? Oh, yeah. I mean, you didn't know what you could ask for. Oh, wow. All you know is that you're going to, you know, attack the work and you're happy to do it. It's just crazy every day. You know, your body hurts, you know, you, you're emotionally fraught. You, I remember 17 hours of the, uh, just like, ah, when he knocks her over the back mm-hmm. of the couch and drags her down the hallway and the little baby boy sees it with his trunk and turns around and he's crying. Al's off camera crying. You know, just set because there was a stunt girl in there for some of it. But, I mean, you don't know. You go for it. Ah! I said, I'm going to have an aneurysm at the 17 straight hours of just giving it all you got emotionally. Take to take to take to take. Had you ever experienced anything like that before? No, never. You know, on stage, it's what, two and a half. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Two and a half, and then you walk by Morgan Freeman eating grapes. Right. (laughs) Yeah, you do. So how did you feel coming out of that? Did you feel like, uh, boy, I don't... I don't hope I don't have to do that again. Or, well, it was exhilarating. Or Yeah, it was exhilarating. Well, how did I, I? Okay, I absolutely felt, wow, that was, the mo- that was the most difficult thing I've ever done. And I said there was life before was love and life after love. Uh, <laughs> after love is great. But I, I, I knew that I, I, that it would, doing, being called upon to do something that difficult, that called on everything. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't going to be like, every job after that. And and it hasn't been and it's been okay, but it also let me know that when I need to, I can I show up and through the fire and give it up. So it made me feel good about who I had grown to be, you yeah. know? Cuz people say, "Oh, you know someone else will stay in their trailer and not." I was like, "I can't stay in my yeah. trailer. We got to get out here and get this done, you know? Forget that, you know? Forget that little ego." Were you able to do that? You were able to do yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I said, now, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say a prayer first. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> That's all I need. Let me just say a thank you. All right, get me through this day. Okay. And now. Wow. Whatever you, whichever way you twist and turn me, let's go. So, And then I have a great co-star, you know, that I can depend on. So as crazy as it got, we were, you know, with Lawrence and... Shy and Vanessa Bell, we were all we were in it together, especially with Lawrence by my side. Mm. Coming off a, I mean, an iconic role like that, and then 
you got nominated. You got nominated for Academy yeah. Award too, like yeah. on your fr- right away. Yeah. How right. how do you keep your he- how do you keep your head grounded through all that without going? Oh, is this what happens all the time, or what if this never happens again? Like, how, what are you thinking at that point? I don't know. It's five in the morning. You've been up with your, <laughs> your friend all night waiting for like what's gonna happen. I remember, you know, my friend who I was with, and he was like. Ah! They were screaming. Then the phone started ringing. To this day, I don't cut the ringer on on the phone yeah. because it just was, you know, never ending. And uh, but I remember going, oh, going soda voce, <laughs> you know, like oh my gosh, yeah. You just you you know you couldn't believe it. Just I mean, from single mom, sister, growing up in the projects, Florida, St. Pete, no mentor, you know that sort of thing. But and just. And just making it to this place, it was, you know, it was pretty, it was just awesome. You couldn't be but humbled. You couldn't be like, this going to happen all the time. And couldn't get, you just didn't feel cocky like that, you know. Wow. Did you ever feel the weight of being a role model for people? Not for people, but for, I mean, maybe... Maybe for your kids you're lying to it. by crying fakely? <laughs> <laughs> maybe for them? Yeah. <laughs> Or the mom who's like so tough, or the auntie who's over there, yeah. you know, with the straight A's, you know, you know, just want to, you know, make your family proud. Yeah, but everything that you described, I mean, your life before that, you said growing up in the projects, going mm-hmm. to St. Pete, going back to New York. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, there, there were. I mean, th- people invested. That that teacher from Upward Bound who was there at that program in Florida, he was. I think he was he was in the armed forces, so he was just there for that one year. And then, you know, he, uh, you know, sent me to, you know, chose me to go to Washington for this other like presidential classroom for young Americans. First time I'm out of St. Pete, you know, you know, other than, you know, once in Salem. But to to travel alone to D.C. and be in a room with kids from, you know, different countries and cultures. It was just exposure. And it was like any he could have chosen anyone. So you come back. To Florida, he's gone. I have maybe two or th- two more years of high school, two or three more years of high school, um, and then my mother gets a, a letter just at that appointed time when you're trying to decide what college to go to. And he's like, "Dear Miss Bassett, tell Angela to apply to Yale, Harvard." I, he could have. He was on with his life, you know. Oh wow! Somewhere else, but he he. I remember this, you know, yellow, yellow yellow paper and just these seven colleges that she should apply to and it was like wow somebody's watching you you know and you know dropping things into your life so made a lot so that's why i applied to yale wow and whoops what (laughs) up jump spring i got in (laughs) (laughs) what was that day like Getting an acceptance letter to uh, Yale. And again, Soto Voce. Oh, my God. <laughs> and my mother was like on the – she had like a day bed. My sister and I had the bedroom, so mm-hmm. she had a like day bed in this little area. And she was on her stomach just like kicking her hands and feet and like, ah! you know. And I was like, oh, nah, I got to go. Smart <laughs> <laughs> folk up there. Well, if I go for a year, I went. <laughs> you know, for a year, we'll see. Yeah, but um, yeah. So what happens? I didn't think I could be. I mean, it was like kids who went to uh, what school was that? Cho and 
accident? What? What is that? Oh, oh, yeah. oh what my the God. heck? Your daddy do what? Oh, you got a daddy. Oh, you know. <laughs> how nice. <laughs> I got one too. I know I must have one too somewhere. But uh, so it was a little intimidating. Like you say, do you put on the face? You put on the face, yeah? Mm-hmm. You stand in front of that, that mirror in your room and you self talk. You talk to yourself. And I did, you know, literally just look in the mirror. What are you going to do? It's hard, right? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's kind of schizophrenic, but, you know, I don't just self talk. I don't think it's, I don't think it is. I mean, to me, it sounds like you're, uh, you're vocalizing these mm-hmm. thoughts and emotions and you're, you familiar. have your talking to yourself mm-hmm. the way you need someone. Strong to, yeah, talk. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, that at all. That no, not at all. Okay. I've done that before where you're just kind of like you focus. Yeah. And you're like, you need to do this. You know, you got to talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I always say you're such an idiot. <laughs> well, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Because I think your brain will, your brain ultimately will start to believe whatever you tell it. That's oh, what I tell my kids too. Because they are like, I can't do it. I said, you know what? If you just say, you know, this is difficult. You know, this is interesting or something. Don't say you can't because if you say you can't, you won't. You won't be able to. Yeah. You know, everything will work to make you honest. You know, it won't work to make you a liar. Yeah. I can't do it. It's like, no, you're going to succeed. Yeah. But if you say you can't, you know, you, you give up, you give in, you won't be able to accomplish. I hate when they say they can't do anything before they even try it. Yeah. But that's got to be as a parent. When you see some when you see two creatures that you care about more than anything in the world. I'm, I just feel so bad for my mom. I know there were so many times where she was like, you need to do this. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking. And I look back oh. and I go, I was a moron. I didn't know. Oh. I didn't know. Like, uh-huh. how do you how do you help them without have without forcing them sometimes? Because like, they have to make the choice they ultimately, right? Do. I don't know. I grapple with that. Yeah. But this world is so, it's just like so different than when we mm. grew up, you know? Yeah. It was just some, <laughs> some sanity, some simplicity, you know? We had the two-way party line. I don't yeah. know, you know? Yeah. No internet. <laughs> it was a lot easier. You call waiting into this. You wait your turn, call. I'm talking to somebody and it's taking four hours. Sorry, the line's busy. <laughs> uh. you, or I'm listening to somebody breathe. <laughs> just be on the phone listening to him breathe. You still there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Watch TV together. Now, it's just, it's just too many distractions. So you say you did, you did not know your father. Um, I didn't really. Well, he did come down to Florida, I think, when I was in ninth grade. He yeah. came down for, uh, you know, a, well, Father's Day or something like that or Labor Day or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or something like that. And uh, and then I saw him again when I w- was in college and I went to New York because he lived in New York. So I would go over for a weekend and I would like always like charge this number, you know. It's <laughs> the <laughs> 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 <So> least. <laughs> oh, I thought it was the least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it literally is the least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So a little bit, I you know, um, I, I don't, I don't, and then he passed away my freshman year in my first year in in um in grad school, and I remember Kate Burton took me 
she she was like one of the few people had a car, so she drove me to New York to the hospital where where he was. So I got to see him, and then when I got back, he had passed that weekend. You know, an right. aneurysm. So, um, you know, I don't fault him. I think he was wonderfully, you know, talented person. You know, maybe wasn't the best father. You know, yeah. like have a good clue with that. You know, yeah. or that just didn't work out. But um, he's have a how come I'm here. So it was not, you know, sitting at the funeral. Tap, 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 tap. Yes. Oh, this is your sister, Lisa. Uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, oh. my older half-sister's like, oh. And I'm like, use it. You know, uh-huh. that's when being an actress <laughs> comes in handy. Ooh, this is ripe for mining <laughs> emotion. Yeah. What are you going to do? Make it good for something. So you're... You're, it sounds like you're really amazing at adapting. Ah, you think? Well, everything that you've described. I mean, okay. the fact that okay. the fact that you have that kind mm. of a healthy response to mm. having a father that wasn't around, being Ooh. at the funeral, having the presence of mind, getting from New York to Winston-Salem to St. Yes. Petersburg yes. back to New York. Yes. Going from the projects, going to Yale, fitting. like you. It sounds like you adapt. Done a great deal of adapting. Wow. That's what your therapist would say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what he would say about you. Yeah, that's Matt's what I'm therapist saying. would say, Angela yeah, Bassett really adapts. You should be like her. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't say that about Matt. Because I've never had therapy. <laughs> I don't just want to talk to nobody that long. Deeply. Well, that's one, a one way. That's a podcast. Well, you know. <laughs> she you're, you, you're adaptive. Good. Good. That never good. occurred to you? Mm-mm, never. I just I thought I was half glass full. Ah, Is that kind of thing? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No matter what, you're able mm-hmm. to just make stuff okay. Oh, gosh, I try. But then, you know, you, I'm like, should I take this one or that one? Or maybe this one? Or maybe that one? Someone said, did you have a really, <laughs> like, controlling mother? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little. made it, you know, sometimes you felt like, let me, well, let me manage these emotions. Uh-huh. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. It's good. It's good. You know, so what is it? Maybe that was a part of it. So too much choice is not and good. Being the oldest, too much choice the oldest, is not good. Yeah. The oldest, you know. Uh-huh. So I think you, you know, you have that mantle where you have to, you know, you're the first, the first to come through and succeed. You know, a lot of ex- expected. When you, oh, so two questions. Mm. First one being. So the phone rings. It's they announced that you're nominated for an Academy Award. Mm. Your first film and then what happens from that point up to the oscars like is it is it just beyond anything it is i mean it is a crazy month it is go 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 phone ran off the hook loud flowers you know just you know just a learning curve you know big thick eyebrows i don't know what to do let's see what pretty dresses you know you just you your agent goes guess what your so rate just went up this is great this is great <laughs> well even a little bit it didn't didn't scare nobody off i'm sure <laughs> even by even by double didn't scare nobody off sure. yeah. oh someone did that movie for scale <laughs> no <laughs> Did I? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a new day. Back in that day, they were a little bit more generous, I think, you know, <laughs> than Schedule F. Schedule F. I mean, even, even, I feel like even the healthiest minded person, how can, 
I, I, how do you navigate that? How do you navigate all that craziness? Because there's but so. But see, you know, being that that Southern girl and and you know, growing up with your grandfather and your great grandfather and going to church and choir rehearsal on Wednesday and all of that, you know, I remember the interviews like, "Why, thank you, Mister Clark." <laughs> he was like, "Nobody ever comes on, does an interview." And, thank you, Mister Dick Clark. You know, you know, yeah, and you, you just had that. Uh, respect for others, you know. Yeah. You know, those yeah. you'd seen and stuff, you know, and you're just thankful to have been able to survive, you know, and get somewhere, you know, get somewhere that you dreamed of. Um, so I still try to hold on to that wonder so that, you know, and then, of course, there are times at home you're like, what is wrong with you? You know, but not to become cynical. You know, you always want to guard yourself against that. You know, because as they say, if you love what you do, you never work a day. And I do love what I do. And I said, you know, they're, you know, you always thought they're joy stealers. <laughs> you know, when you ask, are they nice? Are they nice? You know, you work with different people. And you, you just go, mm, just so you won't become cynical. Oh, they're joy stealers. <laughs> you know, but this is, we're not doing brain surgery. Oh, that's a great nickname yeah, for me, by the way. Joy, joy stealer. stealer. You joy stealer. <laughs> <laughs> but still love still you know loving it at the end of the day and and i love just odd people even the hardest ones to get along with i try to find a way to get along with them neutralize situation neutralize, neutralize man. i love the idea of identifying someone as a joy stealer because <laughs> what's great about that is that it you, you know i feel like it's so easy to personal. I take things personally. Mm-hmm. Oh, what I do? Oh, like, is it? Yeah. But if you just kind of and like, I have, and I had agents. Don't take it personal. He was like, it is personal. <laughs> I'm a person. Pay me, my God, that's personal. <laughs> 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 Pay me what you owe me. It's been that my money. Oh, <laughs> great song. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to perform more of that song, <laughs> that would be totally fine. That would be totally fine because no, we got off to a good start. That's the best part. All right, that's a good, that's a good no. part. So, what do you what do you do when you start having? Because I said earlier, and Matt said, "Oh, you have so many options." I go, "I think too many options is is freaky. It's too it's too overwhelming." Because how do you know? It's just like with editing. How do you know? Like, so yeah. people, I'm sure, are just shoving scripts at you. And how? Ha- I mean, how do you not? You know, there are periods where, I mean, it's not that much shoving going on. You know, it's all about perception. Let me too. just say. And a lot they, of people say they, they think you work a lot. But, you know, it's as if I'm programming. So maybe the movies I've done, you know, wind up on TV or I find myself in interesting places like American Horror Story mm-hmm. or, you know, or, you know. I just want to say, if, uh, they, if they shove a Star Trek script at you. Oh, you heard about it. that? Isn't that something? Yeah, they put that. Yeah. Please. Take it. <laughs> it should be fucking great. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard some some. Listen, it's steady Twitter. Work. It's great. It is. You kidding me? It is. You're a Trekkie. Oh yeah. Oh Matt. Matt. Wait, deep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get a work over there too. So I figure if you get um, in, yeah, yeah. Then you say, hey, you know, mm-hmm. Matt, he's mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can write mm-hmm. it. You know, I know this joy stealer that I have on the podcast. <laughs> we are missing a joy stealer no. in this writer's room, <laughs> and I have the perfect guy. <laughs> So, <laughs> there's going to be some alien race that are just joy stealers. Like, whenever they're around, everyone just feels like... So where did that they rumor come from? Do we know? I, I, you listen, I, I, somebody texted me and was like, is this true? Is this true? I don't know. He uh, Fuller, mm-hmm. who is involved with it. Very involved. Yeah. New showrunner. And I think he just, he just 
float the put name it out, out there. Float the name, like see mm-hmm. how people respond, huh? You well, think was, what people think? I was about very it. positive on Twitter, so I tried uh-huh. to help. Okay, assuming you want it. Thank you, thank you. Well, mm. we'll see. That's uh, you know, I've had that kind of talk, talk, talk before, but mm-hmm. before it was like like written in ink in the Hollywood Reporter. It's like, oh, mm. oh, Storm. Well, I didn't know anything about it, but you said, mm, okay, well, y'all get it together and come back right. Yeah, and then it takes a whole, it goes a yeah. whole another way. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Well, they didn't, write, they didn't write Storm very well in the movies. She's a lot better in the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, like the, they, they, she's like the leader of the X-Men, mm-hmm. like in the comics, but in the movie, she's like. They fell down. They <laughs> fell down. That's why you need to be a starship captain. That's what I'm uh-huh. saying. And well, take I like captain no lower rank. Running please. shit. I, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty. <laughs> they come at you with chief engineer. Say no, uh, no, no. no. You, are okay. the, you are a federation no captain. No, you don't want okay. that. You don't want to be chief engineer. No. Uh, Lavar did that already. We got, we got, we got it. We got it. We got a great chief engineer already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you made the oh, visor. Oh, yeah. She made the visor yeah. hand. She knows what's up. You know, I think you know. Don't take admiral either. Mm-hmm. Why? I think we all learned that lesson from Captain Kirk. All right. When he got promoted to Admiral, he was very sad. And he had to get demoted back down to Captain. Mm-hmm. So he got demoted to Captain, and that was the greatest thing. You're as obsessed with, as Matt is obsessed with Star Trek? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> big kid. I love it. How do you see each... Do you kind of see each project as its own organism, and you just figure out how you fit into it? Or do you feel like, ah, there's something I could really do with, like... Like what excites you? I I love when I get excited. And sometimes it can be very visceral, or sometimes you re- read a script and it's like, mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm just I'm just uh, uh, I'm bored. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but I love when I get excited and just a little in the pit of the stomach, just a, a little frightened, like just a little bit scared, you know? Because it 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 should be. It's not a walking apart. Like I got this. I know ex- exactly how I'm gonna do this. I like when there's a little bit of trepidation you know parts unknown and yeah mm-hmm. hmm. parts unknown Most like deep space missions yeah you got it you caught it interesting <laughs> i'm sorry i just really need that to come back to television i mean listen we're talking about it now so stranger things have happened mm-hmm. that we've talked about on the podcast and then they somehow magic you're welcome x-files they magically materialize <laughs> it came back is it, that what you talked back. about the return listen we got a hashtag going on Twitter, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, I can't. We can't take full credit. No, for we that. won't. Obviously, they were in Not talks full. before that. I mean, okay. come on. Okay, they had to show. But them. if we, if there was a hashtag, uh-huh. oh yes, Christopher, if there was a hashtag, Captain Angela Bassett, twenty sixteen. <laughs> I mean, we need a shorter hashtag. <laughs> I think that would that's uh, that's Beset Trek. Beset <laughs> Trek. Oh! <laughs> no one's going to know how to... Beset Beset Trek. Beset Trek. You know the two, yeah. All right, all right, all right. It sounds good, but no one can spell it. I get it. You know what? ain't that hard. You know what? Yes? Let's make it Beset Trek. B-A-S-S-E-T-T-R-E-K. You got it. Beset Trek, yes. Beset Trek, yes. Let's see if we can generate some support. I'm, I'm on board. Oh, I will lead that guys. campaign. Is there a type of? Is there any type of role that you feel like you would never do? Um, I think 
I'm open to a lot of things, but I I can't, uh, you know, just get beaten down to the ground and it's just like no hope whatsoever, you know, Uh, or or just, uh, you know, some roles I've been asked to do. I just feel as if they're a device, you know, just a device to move the story along as opposed to a a real, a full character. Right. It just seemed, you know, it's just written, cobbled. A device, you know. Yeah. So I'm. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that kind of thing. I've read. I've read interviews before where you've talked about trying to break stereotypes in Hollywood for African American women. You know, I'm just a passionate person. I don't mind the loud, the defiant. You know, um, the resilient. Mm. You know, both that great sort of starship thing. names. But the resilient. Well, that's already was a ship. Avery Brooks was the captain. Oh, Avery, yeah. <laughs> I work with him. My man Hawk. A man called Hawk. A man called Hawk. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Came out to LA and the first job I get was with him and I have to go back go to Boston, go to Boston. and shoot it. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer but, for uh, hire. was good. Nice. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. I remember Spencer that remember when Woody cameoed on Spencer for Hire on Cheers? I do. Anyway. Really? Yeah. Ooh. It's an episode of Cheers. Don't worry about it. Um <laughs> Uh, defiant, but, resilient, but, you were saying? But, I don't know. I guess when I think of uh, uh, my mother, you know, growing you know, like growing up in South, little public school, going to Yale, you know, people have their perception of you, but to, you know, to show up, to show out, to to give your best, to not demand anything, but it's like, you just can't. There are people. There's a segment of people. I think disenfranchised, or and they are the salt. You know, mm. they are the glue. They, you know, I root for the underdog. You know, and sometimes I feel growing up that's who I've been. So I always feel connected to rooting for the. You know, for the for the meek, the mile. The young, the vulnerable, yeah. that sort of thing. So I appreciate that in people. Doing a, a man called Hawk, I think that's yeah. one reason it went off the air because he was like an automaton. He was like, you know what I mean? You couldn't hit him. You couldn't, you couldn't trip him. You couldn't fool him. You couldn't lie to him. You couldn't kiss him. I was like, there's no kryptonite, you know? You're not real. Well, You're you not know, vulnerable. Yeah, it's true. I can't even appreciate your strength because it's not juxtaposed with your vulnerability, your right. humanity. That's why you're Team Batman, not Team Superman. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I love that juxtaposition. You know, your your strength and your vulnerabilities. Mm. So you let's know, say you're up in a big battle. Your shields are down. Mm. You know, you got two photon torpedoes left. So you're being we attacked by you Klingons. Right now. You're being attacked by Klingons. Uh, what are you going to do? You're going to use your wits. That's what you're going to go with. <laughs> you're going to find out that on board you have a Romulan cloaking device. You have your engineer. Stop. I'm telling you. I got it all written. Don't worry oh about it. Oh, we'll my God. The jargon. I don't know if my mind can move that Practice, quickly. The Romulan. The Romulan. Yeah. Basset Trek. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Basset Trek, yes. Basset Trek, yes. So as we're kind of wrapping this down, uh, what is, what's important to you now? Like, what is important to you in your life? My kids. Absolutely, you know that they have they are exposed. They're not there. That they growing up in Los Angeles, and you know their mom and their dad successful. That you know they just don't take for granted. 
Willow Smith. Oh. Mm. Oh, I just uh, was choking on a. Oh, mm. I, I'm not that no, I just, entitled. Uh, it's yeah. Not Willow, that's the problem. You know. <laughs> As I was saying. Um, you know, just the, the uh, appreciative, get an education, be strong, valuable, uh, you know individuals you know find their way that i not go too crazy in the process they talk about that that's okay (laughs) he talks about that yeah okay well go to harvard not just the the sweater (laughs) you know (laughs) in the baseball cap like go (laughs) courtney went to harvard yeah and you went to yale Mm -hmm. mixed marriage That's crazy. <laughs> Do either of you care about the football game every year? No? Mm, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, married since 1997. Uh, I feel like they probably there have been they some did, great games in that period. They figured time. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't go to either school, but I had to care because I was in Boston. Do you have one, oh, you have one piece of wisdom? Florida. It was like, yeah. <laughs> one piece um, of wisdom to impart to people. That's like, is there a nugget of wisdom that you always loved or something maybe your 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 grandparents told you or something like one piece of wisdom that you picked up that you always kind of go back to? I, my, my Uncle Charles, when I came to L.A., you know, OK, I'm going to go and give myself, you know, a certain amount of time and then I'm going to go back to New York and, you know, and keep at it. And I called him. I was like. I'm kind of working, kind of doing. I did a man call hawk. I mean, it's kind of working. I'm, I'm going from stop to stop to stop. I was, like, I call myself like a one hour episodic slut. And yeah, that's when they were doing like you know one hour dramas yeah. in town, you know. And um, but that's all I did, you know, dramas. And I said, and it's working. It came out. He's don't get off a winning horse. Yeah, and I was like, got it on. Click, and it just made so much sense, you know. Um, when you're working it, stay, stay in awe of it, stay humble by it, stay, you know, thankful, enjoy every, you know, experience and the wonderful people that you're meeting on the journey, and um, don't get, know you can win. It's about your attitude. Don't get off a winning horse. Well, I'm so appreciative that you came here after junket stuff to come chat with us this is great. about a bunch of random stuff for an hour. And I really, I, Deb is our booker sitting over there. I begged her to get you on. Oh. I was very, I was very excited to get you on. I just think you do such wonderful work, and you, you've managed to do it. You've just like roll after roll after roll. You know, like even playing real people or or pretend people or you know, there's just something a little extra special about you in a thing that mm. when I told people, when I, I said, oh, I'm doing a podcast. So you're doing Angela Bat. I love her. Like there's just something, there's just something that you radiate mm. that, that, mm. that makes people feel good. Good. So whatever that is, I love people. Take it onto the bridge of the whatever. Uh-huh. I love the people. People. <laughs> Soil and green is people. No. Uh, the Brazilian. Still good, though. The Brazilian is not tasty. Um, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you for and, having uh, me. And good luck with everything. London is Fallen opens March 4th. March 4th. Um, so, guys, remember, I don't know if you remember when Olympus fell. But guess what? London. <laughs> this time. London's going to fall. London. But that's okay, because Angela Bassett's there, and Morgan Freeman's there, and Gerard Butler's there. Well, I mean, really, Gerard Butler 
He's there to destroy everybody as a one-man army. I feel like... <laughs> you better know it. <laughs> not, not, not to spoil anything, yeah. I feel like in all of your hands, London's going to be okay when all, when all the dust settles. I feel <laughs> like London's going to be okay. I feel like London's going to be okay. It is. Uh, enjoy your burrito, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. It's all a lighthearted nightmare on our podcast, Morbid. We're your hosts. I'm Alina Urquhart. And I'm Ash Kelly. And our show is part true crime, part spooky, and part comedy. The stories we cover are well-researched. He claimed and confessed to officially killing up to 28 people. With a touch of humor. I'd just like sure. to go ahead and say that if there's no band called Malevolent Deity, that is pretty great. A dash of sarcasm and just garnished a bit with a little bit of cursing. This mother Lied. Like a liar. Like a liar. And if you're a weirdo like us and love to cozy up to a creepy tale of the paranormal, or you love to hop in the Wayback Machine and dissect the details of some of history's most notorious crimes, you should tune in to our podcast, Morbid. Follow Morbid on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.